You're listening to Always Open number 138. If you hear something you'd like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Welcome back to another episode of Always Open! Who knows what day it is? It could be Monday, it could be Tuesday, it could be Wednesday, or any other day of the week. Uh, that's the time we're living in now. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and with me today, as always, the lovely... <gasps> Mara it's me. I'm here. What's up? Happy quarantine. Happy quarantine, indeed. Uh, and alongside me and Meryl today, we have two wonderful guests with us. Andy Cortez and Greg Miller. Hi. Pew, 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 pew. Good afternoon. Wow. That's a lot of clapsings. Hello, guys. Good morning. You don't know when they're watching, Andy. Come on, get tight. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Happy Saturday. <laughs> I said happy Arbor Day. Everybody, happy Arbor Day. <laughs> you can't up? embarrass me. You can't I'm, embarrass me. I'm sorry, Mariel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you for I referring love- to me. By my real name. Mm-hmm. I love the way you say her name. <laughs> mm-hmm. When like you guys turned on the call before she was here, and Annie was like, "Where's Meryl?" But you said it like the way you say it, and I was just like, "Marielle, Marielle." I don't even want to try saying it. Like I'm gonna butcher it. Annie, why don't you speak some Spanish for everybody? Because I'm awful at Spanish, dude. I'm terrible at Spanish. <laughs> As I've always, Mar- Mar- Marielle might be able to to relate with this, but I know that my brother and I dealt with the same issues. Spanish has always been the secret language our parents used to keep secrets from us. <laughs> and that's how it was growing up. And my brother's doing the same thing to my nieces and my nephews now where he'll talk to me in Spanish so that they don't understand what we're talking about. And I understand pretty well, but my dude, my Spanish is awful now. Awful. Yeah. Really? Guys, I know, Meryl, you you keep, you've spoken Spanish for a long time with your family, right? Yeah, like, fluent. I'm still for speak- sure fluent. Um, and right now, basically right now, we kind of have a similar thing going, but Spanish is the language we use to keep things from all of our white family members. Exactly. So <laughs> my my white girlfriend, my brother's white wives, and their white children. <laughs> does a uh, does Jen do that with her family, Greg, in French? Oh yeah, but that's not even keeping secrets as much as I'm just stupid. <laughs> I just don't speak French. So I just sit there in the back of the car playing my Switch like I'm a five year old again. Just like in a car seat. Was, totally. She's like, you hungry? You want to stop for some food? I'm like, yeah, pee pee. She's like, okay. My parents used to do that to me as a kid, but they used to spell things out. And this is obviously when we were yeah, a lot younger and couldn't spell it yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. should we take them to the P A R K? Yeah. I'm, I, I love mom the PARK. <laughs> yelling at somebody who did uh, somebody who I don't forget. There was like a car, something happened in the street, and she yelled that they were an SOB. And I remember being like, I got this. And so I called someone like a sob later that night. <laughs> like, like, no reaction. Damn it. I thought I had it. This thought lady thought she's got me. Not a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Changing the game out here. I'm so glad to have you guys on the show today. Sorry, I was pulling up something on my tab, so I had myself muted and I started talking, and it was very Rude. professional. But it's okay. Really bro. happy to have you guys here. Um, Greg, we've had you on the show before, lucky enough to uh, get to do that when we are still able to do the show in person. Yep. Um, And Andy, this is your first time on the show, so welcome. I'm excited to be here, guys. I I wore a collared shirt. I can't believe it. I've never seen him in a collared shirt. I I, I think the last time I wore a collared shirt was Nick's birthday. And even I don't really remember that birthday. There was a lot of alcohol. But I put on on pants as well. Like, I... I'm going to take on the world. I don't believe that for a second. Show me the pants. <laughs> Let's see it. Oh. <gasps> oh it's he's got the see. whole thing. It's hard to see. Oh, wow. Look he at does. that stretch. He's trying to impress you guys. Wow. Impressive. Are those are stretchy sure. pants. Are those jeans? Yeah. Th- I mean, yeah, it's denim. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing yeah. black joggers, but Ew. like they... Like, like not pajama pants, so I feel like I've dressed up for you guys today. Wow. Thank you. It's <laughs> so courteous of you. It's so giving. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, for for those of you watching who aren't familiar, um, Andy and Greg are from Kind of Funny. They're in the Rooster Teeth family, but uh, they create tons of awesome content. You guys are still cranking out stuff on the daily. Where can people find find you guys? 
all of the easiest things, you can go to kindoffunny.com, get all our content. We have two different YouTube channels, of course, youtube.com slash kindoffunny and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, kind of funny dealing with movies and comics and things we do in review. Andy has a terrible show called KFAF where they do a bunch of skits and stuff. And then more importantly, <laughs> on games, I, I, there's Kind of Funny Games daily each and every weekday going through the video game news of the day. There's the games cast. There's all sorts of stuff. Let's plays. Hell yeah. I love it. And we were just talking right before we started recording how um, happy we are that we still get to create content for all of our community members and people around the world and still getting to being fortunate enough to still be able to do our jobs from home. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you everybody for that. Yeah. So many DMs I get from essential workers that are like, thank you for getting me through this. It's like, thank you for doing your job. Like we appreciate the hell out of it. Yeah. Let's get some snaps for those essential workers. Oh. And while we're and here, also, we're talking about it, you know, the, less, the being part of the Let's Play family and being part of the extended Rooster Teeth family. It's me, Greg Miller. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you probably have your opinions made up about me and kind of funny. But here's what I'm going to tell you. We're still here. All right. I know a lot of these other channels, people were super popular, all this. The, the people keep leaving. The channels keep going away. We're still here. Just give us a shot. <laughs> well, you're Come not going on. anywhere, Is it, baby. Is it going to, are we the top quality of content? Probably not. Oh, not I would say yes. Consistency. You know what I mean? Five years from now, we'll be here. What's Funhouse going to be? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> They're going to be kind of Funhouse. I'll be there. Exactly. Yeah, it's just going to be Andy. No, we can't lose you, Andy. Hopefully, I'll be there. Cross me. <sighs> uh, I also have to point out, for those of you who don't know, Andy Cortez uh, used to work at Rooster Teeth in Austin with us. I did, yeah. You guys stole him and uh, moved him over to San Francisco. So thank you for that. Well, I mean, for the record, too, it's not, you know, we helped him get the job at Rooster Teeth. All right. So he was our <laughs> man on the inside for a long time. That was the plan. And we were going to bring him to kind of funny. <laughs> and he was going to teach us how to be successful. And it, we have not. He did not learn enough. We, pu- we pulled him out too early. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, uh, I couldn't get a whole lot of knowledge while I was there, Greg. I was doing other stuff. I was unfortunately busy. <sighs> It sucks, man. Yeah, it sucks. God, it seems like it wasn't that long ago, but it really was a long time ago that you left. Oh, it definitely when was. When was it? It was uh, 2017. It was uh, three years ago yeah. as of yeah. April. Yeah. <sighs> it was nuts. Yeah, because I, I, I started in 26. I was, I was there at RT for about a year and a half. Um, okay. And then Tim told me he wanted to hire me in around October of 2016. And uh, and I just kept on mulling, mulling it and thinking about it, thinking about it. And finally, I accepted it. And then I left April. Oh, I left. Uh, my final day was the one of the anniversary parties because it, it's always April 1st. Oh, you yeah. Know? But it didn't yeah. fall on April 1st because of a weekend. So it was uh, one of the Fridays before that. And uh, yeah, it was like March or something like that. And then I legitimately threw everything in my car and just <laughs> drove to San Francisco. It was nuts. Well, I, I'm glad that you found a new home and that they're taking good care of you. Are they feeding you? You could blink once if you need help. Well, here's the thing. Like, what? Uh, go. They could feed me if they decided to. <laughs> like, you know, they, they obviously treat me very, very well. But as you know, I, I am a 32-year-old child. And <laughs> my diet lately has been uh, sunflower seeds have been really, really clutch. Sunflower <laughs> seeds are fantastic. Uh, Lunchables, <laughs> Out of turkey. All the food. <laughs> Lunchables turkey uh, and American cheese, fantastic. Um, and I, lately, I've I found a new sort of vice. I've found a new sort of vice. I've been getting beef jerky with a little tortilla chip, and it's like eating a fajita, Mariel. It's like eating a fajita. Oh, I'm so sad for you. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. And you know how embarrassing it is to be sponsored by HelloFresh, and I'm sitting there like, oh, HelloFresh sounds great. But like I'm just Crunch. like I'm a child. I hate going to the kitchen and shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, I remember that fact about you that you hadn't had what is it? Mac, mac and, and cheese. Mac and cheese. He still hasn't had mac still and cheese. It. He refuses to try mac and cheese. What? It's the it's it's just Barb, it's part of my character now. You know what I mean? Like Ned Stark, he got his head chopped off, right? Andy Cortez hates Similar. mac and cheese. That's just character development, you know? But can Greg, you is say that you food? hate it though? Can you say that you hate it? No, 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 no. No, I just haven't had it. I haven't had right. it. Right. So there was a stream that we did when I first got hired where kind of funny try to exploit me, okay? And this is my <laughs> first time this is my this is my first time coming to public with it. <laughs> this is my first time going public with it. And and it was one of these these fundraising sort of uh hey, we're fundraising stuff. If you donate this, well Andy will eat this. And at that time I had never had a Big Mac. I had never had a Whopper, and I'd never had a corn dog. 
Um, wow. And I ate oh, all Whopper. three. That's what I remember. I ate all three on that same day. Uh, favorite? I would say the the Big Mac was my favorite. The uh, corn dog oh, was awful. Mac. Hated the corn dog. But the Whopper from Burger King, just it's just oh, it's really bad. Didn't, wasn't it's he just trying? kind of boring. Burger King is sponsor? Hopefully not. Nope. But I used to work there, so oh. uh, I guess they sponsored my... Uh, Your upbringing. My upbringing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they should have done better, Barb. I know, I agree. At the upbringing or the burden? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> both. Greg, I know you and your wife like to cook. You're both, you've been posting amazing uh, Instagram and Twitter posts about all the food that you guys are having in quarantine. Uh, I have been, I've been trying to cook my best here, mm-hmm. but I'm also just been like, I think I'm getting stuck with the routine of trying to be inventive and creative with cooking. I've eaten so much McDonald's lately. Probably more me than I ever too. have in my life. Because so Big much. Macs like are getting me through this fucking quarantine. No, I totally understand the McDonald's thing. For as much as, you know, uh, I love to cook as much as Jen's been cooking like crazy during quarantine, making all sorts of meals I wouldn't even normally attempt. And now she's learning how to make bread and this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's, though, that was always the sign when we could go to the office if I was stressed out. If you saw me mm. do a Postmates order of McDonald's and just sit there and eat it in silence, you knew I was having a day. Because there's something about McDonald's, right, where it's always consistent. It's always the same thing. You have a bite of that burger or those fries and you are taken back to when – for me at least grandma miller was taking me to the play place right and and she was getting a filet fish and a coffee because that's what old people get all the time but like you were sitting there and being a kid and having no worries there's something so comforting about it i don't know what it is and you put it in such an interesting way too where i i do the same thing where if i'm stressed out or if i had a bad day or if i'm hungover uh i get mcdonald's because yeah you know what it's going to taste like you know what that experience is going to be like it and i think it's also a nostalgia factor like i had mcdonald's as as a kid all the time and so, like, whenever I'm super just overwhelmed, I'm like, McDonald's tonight. And so this quarantine has been a lot of, <laughs> a lot of McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, God. So much McDonald's. I was in, uh, I was traveling in the fall last year. And uh, my first night in Paris, I, like, got to my Airbnb. It was in, like, a part of town that was pretty much, like, far from everything else. And I was like, it's my first night here. I don't speak any French. Like, I don't want to venture out and, like, get lost or, like, something happened. It's late. And so I post me, I like Uber eats uh, McDonald's and it was just like, even a Big Mac in Paris is still the same yep. as a Big Mac in Austin and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. A couple of years ago, we did oh, 10 days in Japan and across the street from one of our hotels we had in Tokyo was a McDonald's that was 24 hours. And so it was that we'd go out and have these amazing meals and then go out and party and get drunk and then come back and stop at that McDonald's and get both something comforting and then also get the squid ink burger or whatever weird thing they had that we couldn't yeah. get anywhere else. I, oh, yeah. I, I've been missing so badly, Greg, Wendy's. Because oh, yeah. Wendy's- Are you the one who left that soda in the fridge? Did you see my Instagram story yesterday? <laughs> Opened the fridge thinking it was going to be bad. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. And I went all the way to the top row. There's your half drink Adwala juice getting moldy as hell. Oh, and then there's yeah. there's a Wendy's soda someone put in there. And it obviously <laughs> the ice melted months ago. And there was all this black mold coming out the side of it and going down and then pooling around it. Interesting. Oh. We can get to the bottom of this, Greg. I'm, I'm on the case, seems brother. Seems like it was you. It just seems like we're at the bottom I'm of on it. The it case. <laughs> I'm on the case, brother. No, but I, I, dude, I've been missing Wendy's so badly because it was so close to our studio. Why can't you just order it? But it, it's not close to to my house. It's 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 outside of the delivery uh, boundaries, you know. Real quick, too, Andy, you have a car, don't you? Huh? But <laughs> Greg, I mean, COVID, bro. Like, what the fuck? You can still go through a drive-through. Yeah, you can still. I mean, you, you understand you can leave your room. I know you don't, and you've just brought sodas and food in there all the time. But you can leave. You your guys room. are throwing out a lot of solutions, all right? And I appreciate yeah. the hell out of it right now. This is an intervention for you, but it, it, um, it's actually. not like a short drive though. That's what's kind of annoying about it. So, okay, imagine it's like a drive. It's like, okay, Andy, I really, really want Wendy's. How badly do you want to drive from, um, from Congress to Round Rock? Like it's one of those drives. I mean, if you want it that badly, right? The, How the bad spicy, you want it? the spicy nugs. I'd miss them every day. I mean, I've gotten to the point where, because here's my thing <laughs> you with miss them. them every we, day. We, here's my thing with it is you know we we debate all the time, Nick and I, about what are the better nuggets, McDonald's or Wendy's. Mm. And I've gotten to the point where, I I think I prefer Wendy's nugs for the longevity. Now hear me out, because you know McDonald's nuggets I think are better at the at the start, right? 
but they it's like a fruit stripe gum you have like a 10 minute window and outside of that it starts to get cold and chewy and gooey and the, oh, the, the wendy's nugget just always stays crispy and i'm interested in your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I had never. They're gonna think I'm crazy. I had never tried Wendy's nuggets until recently. Um, oh, until Chance the Rapper started popularizing them. Mm. <laughs> sure, because uh, he, yeah, he's well, the yes, one. Who, whatever you say, <laughs> yeah. Andy. Yeah, because he's the one who tweeted Wendy's like bring them back. Oh, I had Wendy, no idea. Yeah, this this was a huge thing. Uh, my boyfriend. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Mm. There it is, Maria. Pray to the gods. So we, it's we did this um we did this episode where Nick and I uh went to when we went to all these different places to rank nuggets and we were like recording ourselves sorry, in a car. Andy, you did an episode of what? Of KFAF. It's basically that available. It's basically Face Jam but with less views and listens. <laughs> and where, where can they watch it? Where can they get that? Uh, YouTube.com/slash kind of funny, Greg. Oh, awesome! That's um, are you getting yeah, paid for every time you plug your channel? Yes. Well, I mean, absolutely. as long as the channel doesn't close down, he gets paid. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess in a way. It's true. it's true. And so we drove around to all these restaurants to look for these nuggets. And uh, we got to Wendy's and, you know, uh, our, our Kevin and Barrett are sitting in the tables recording us like with their phones. And Nick and I are mic'd up in line. And I am just jazzed about introducing Nick to these spicy nugs. But little did I know that the spicy nugs had been sort of taken off the menu oh in the God. last month or so. And so we get there and I was like, I don't know if there's spicy nugs. So it became a big crisis. There were no more spicy nugs and my heart was broken. And then Chance the Rapper tweeted at Wendy's saying, bring back spicy nugs. And then Wendy's was like, if this hits a certain amount of retweets or whatever, we'll do it. And it became this whole campaign. And they finally came oh. back. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful now. So it's we better. have him to thank. The world's never been better. Exactly. Yeah. Andy- um. Yeah, I had Do never you- tried them until recently because we filmed a video that will be out TBD on the Rooster Teeth website where we created a mega nug. So we oh, went God. around to a bunch of different fast food restaurants and collected chicken nuggets from oh, like various this. places. And I tried one of the Wendy's one and I was like, damn, this is good. Fuck I've been yeah, missing it out. Oh, yeah. Kevin or, or Greg, you were going to ask something, Greg? Yeah, Andy, I just wanted to apologize to you because... I thought for sure you were giving them an inaccurate uh, portrait of how far this Wendy's was from you. And the Austin Convention, Convention Center to Round Rock, 21 minutes. Your house to this Wendy's, 19. So, wow. uh, you crushed it. You Thank nailed you it Thank you very there. much, Greg. Thank you very much. Finally, you Here's my question Jesus for the people Christ. still in Austin. Is Pluckers doing takeout curbside? I believe so. Yes. Oh, geez, that sucks. I wish I was there. God, I miss it, Greg. Ooh, actually, you know what? I was just thinking, I haven't eaten yet today i had two hard-boiled eggs we've been very busy today recording a lot sure. and i was trying to, i was literally just brainstorming what am i gonna what am i gonna eat as soon as this is over it's fucking pluckers <laughs> you're gonna pluckers. get pluckers jealous <laughs> i'm not giving jealous. after this god yeah. damn dude every time i, I see them tweet I can't do it again. every time i see them tweet it's just like it's just a it's a siren out there luring me back to texas Greg. Yeah. <laughs> luring me back over there there was don't, a don't fall for it you're crashing but the rocks, we gotta, you know? You got to be careful, though, uh, Marielle. You got to be careful, okay? Because the box, the styrofoam, will get very steamy and the yep. wings will get very soggy. Takeout yep. oh, wings yeah. and delivery wings are always a gamble. They might not be using styrofoam ASAP. anymore. Oh, Listen, really? I want to know what the fuck is wrong with you that you get food and then you don't immediately eat it. Why are you, why are you testing? <laughs> yeah, what's this well, he's talking about the transport, the transport well, the drive, of it. The drive back. You know what I mean? Like if I'm oh, driving, okay. eating wings and driving, not oh, really well, recommended. No, but I'm know? talking about the nuggets and speci- the specifically oh. the nuggets. Um. Okay, so, okay, well, uh, we're getting more into more kind of funny lore. We have this thing called the, nu- <laughs> we have this thing called the nugget policy. Where if you are going to buy nugs at Kind of Funny, you have to buy nugs for everybody. Mm, everybody. I like that rule. Well, for go the ahead, record, Greg. that's actually not the policy. The policy is if you go <laughs> to a McDonald's or a Wendy's, you have to bring back nugs. Bring if back, you're not, yeah, bring back. It, it, it's not that you, you don't have to order the nugs. If you're going inside or getting food from this establishment, you need to tack on 20 to 40 extra nugs. Whether you steal them or like by any means necessary, right? I sure, think that's knock fair. them out of a kid's hand, pick them off off the yeah. street. Exactly. Yeah. And so so sometimes we get off of these shows and the nuggets have been sitting there for maybe 30 mm-hmm. minutes, sometimes an hour, and they and they're just sitting in the kitchen, but by that point they are just they're they're useless at that, you know. I, but you still eat yeah. them. I still eat them, yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm not happy about it. Anyway, you got to do what you got to do, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's why he Absolutely. goes for the Wendy's one because of the longevity. Yeah, the crispiness yes. factor. Yeah. I think it's because they're they're probably smaller, so they retain their crispiness a little better. I think it's the breading, honestly. I think oh. it might a lot of it has to do with the breading. Mm-hmm. 
We can talk about this later, guys. We can Remember get Dave <laughs> so far into this. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by Purple. Technology has improved just about everything, phones, cars, shopping, yet mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep. But we deserve better, and finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid. It's patented covered technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple is for every body, no matter how you sleep. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. The Purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. It's truly a mattress that does it all. Uh, I recently got the Purple Pillow, which I have right here because we're in our homes. Uh, It's so comfortable. I've been sleeping with it every night. Um, I took off the pillowcase so you could see what it looks like. But basically, it has these little honeycombs in there, which makes it firm, but also adapts to your sleeping very wonderfully. And it's so comfortable. I wish you guys could feel it. You'll have to get one for yourselves to experience it. But it's so great. I uh, have been sleeping like a baby, and I love it. Uh, experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com open and use promo code open. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash open, promo code open, for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. Thank you, Purple. <sighs> Boink. Um, <laughs> I did have an icebreaker game of playing Never Have I Ever. Um, we also have a box of issues question. Um, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's, let's get into it with our question, actually. And then we could do uh, Never Have I Ever in our post show. So if you're not already a first member... Uh, sign up so you could watch us play a fun game. I have some really interesting questions that I'm curious to see if you guys have done these things or not. So tune into that. Perfect. But let's get into our box of issues question. Uh, this one is from Anonymous. Hip Hop Anonymous. Hip Hop Anonymous. <laughs> and the title of this question is, where did his sex drive go? <laughs> I, a 24-year-old female, have been dating my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, for about seven years. We met in high school, did long distance in college, and now we live together and moved in together to a new city about a year and a half ago. The issue is we haven't had sex in about five months, and we've only have had sex around three or four times in the last two years, and I don't understand why. We had an active sex life before. He normally was the one to initiate it, and now I'm not sure what changed. This didn't bother me too much until recently in the last few months when we've been sitting at home doing nothing and have had all the time in the world for sex, but we still don't do it. I've tried multiple times and he hasn't been up for it. So I got fed up and asked him about it. We are super open normally, but I feel like I'm not getting a straight answer. The first time I asked why we haven't, he said something like, I'm not sure it hasn't been good lately. He seemed embarrassed. And then a few days later, I asked again And he got more serious and said something along the lines of, he hasn't been performing Mm. well lately, even when he's alone and to just give him some time. But it's been like this for two years now. He will do things like grab my boobs and butt randomly and kiss me goodnight, but we lack any sort of passion. Our relationship is so, so great besides the sexual aspect of it. And truly, it doesn't bother me that much. I would be fine with only having sex like once or twice a month. But the utter lack of sex upsets me and makes me feel like he's the unhappy one for whatever reason. I've read online that it could be a number of things, stress, anxiety, uh, erectile dysfunction, depression. But if those things, uh, how do I help? But if if it's not, uh, but if it is those things, how do I help? Sorry, guys. I'm not sure what to do. Any idea on where his head's at? And I guess not inside your vagina. That's for sure. (laughs) And I guess to further on this a little bit more, how can you tell the difference between a long-term relationship that is healthy and we've just lost some sex drive compared to a relationship that has become one of uh, one of two really good friends from Anonymous? Mm, mm, mm. Greg? Good, good question. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is a good question. And I think the toughest part about it seems that it's his issue, right? Like mm, it's, yeah. it, does, it does, I mean, like granted, he could be lying or hiding or something it sounds like anonymous that you guys have been together you know him well and that he would be upfront with you you talk about having an open relationship normal or normally having an open relationship and so i think if he's the fact that you came to him once right and he was like it hasn't been good lately seeming embarrassed and then coming back again him still being like no no it's it's that i'm not performing well that it's not it's not good with you it's that i'm not good with myself like that's a real issue and like Mm -hmm. 
I think, you know, especially for you guys being as young as you are, right? So yeah, 25 right now is the boyfriend. So he, you've been dating since you were what, 18 then? If my math's yeah. right and I'm bad at math. Um, yeah. Right, that's right, two years, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, like obviously sex drives and uh, bodies change as you get older and stuff. And so I know like it's easy to have one bad experience and then overthink that bad experience and then come to your next experience and be thinking about the bad experience. And then it fucks you up that time around. And then it fucks you up the worst time. And then you do the thing of, I'm not going to try or what am I going to do or how are you going to play this? Like Mm -hmm. sex, I mean, sounds in for most and and most of the time is so easy, right? Of just like you are turned on and you want to have sex. But I think when you get into the mental spider web of what could be stopping him or what could be affecting him that's when it becomes that i think it comes from you having this issue one time that has now led to an issue a second time which then led to you not trying or not wanting to try or trying to figure this out and then on top of that yeah how much time is he dedicating to figuring out and how do you bring up that conversation with him of seeing a doctor, seeing a professional, maybe using a sponsor like forhims.com. Um <laughs> there's plenty of different ways, but it's it you need to have this conversation with him in a way that isn't attacking him, which I don't think you were, nor is it a way of making him feel more embarrassed about something he's already probably embarrassed about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what's interesting is like uh, she didn't notice that there were any issues. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you know, it it would have made a lot more sense to me if she said we had a couple of bad experiences and now we just haven't had any at all. That would make a lot more sense. But it feels like everything has been fine, at least when they do have sex from her mm. perspective. But it could just be all in his head. Like I yeah. Lord knows I am that I overthink everything and I overanalyze everything and it could become a compounding issue. If you have one bad experience, just like Greg said it, you you go into the next one and it's like. Uh, I hope I don't fucking do that one thing again. And if yeah. you do, it's like shit. Here I and suddenly you're battling against yourself be, in your own mind. It becomes it, a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you start worrying about you had it happened the one time you worry about it, and then it, it extrapolates out from there. And yeah. I think that yeah, that's the most important thing for you to stress to him, anonymous, is the fact that you understand. I hear I hear you that you think it hasn't been good lately, or that you haven't been performing correctly. You need to know that I haven't. I have. I don't share that feeling. I haven't seen that. That hasn't been something that's been on my mind. Because yeah, there is that. You know, and I'm projecting, or at least you know, extrapolating. I guess from uh, other you know relationships and the hangups people have, right? Of like. I don't know how open you are about talking about sex. So it is that thing that I, th- and I think, especially for being young, right? Uh, I don't know how open you are about talking about, uh, you know, afterwards your sexual performance or what went right or what went wrong. And so if there is that, you know, he had this experience that he didn't like that he then laid there in silence about, and then you were fine with it and he, you went on with your life, he got hung up on it and he's been dwelling on it. And then the same thing that he doesn't like that keeps happening. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And I, I would imagine like to your, you know, your thing here where you're like, He's, gra- he's grabbed me before, uh, you know, like my, my boobs or my butt or whatever and kisses me goodnight. I would imagine it's the same thing what we're talking about of self-fulfilling of. And because you're saying he, you say he, he will do things like grab my boobs and butt randomly. It might be in his head that that's not random, that that's him going like, I do want to have sex. I do want to engage. He goes to initiate and starts with, you know, I, I mean, this could just be a squeeze in the kitchen or whatever. But if it is that he starts to initiate and then whatever he thinks is the sign of him not having an erection, him not being on the right path happens. He starts thinking about it and then it doesn't happen. And so he calls it off. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of like what Andy said. It, it, it could be a compounding issue in a lot of ways where um, I've been in relationships before that have pittered off in terms of sexual activity. And it becomes a thing where it starts happening so infrequently that every time you think about it happening, or trying to initiate, you get a lot of anxiety about it. And it just, Mm -hmm. you get in your own head about things. And I could see your partner maybe being in that situation of just like, you guys feel probably so far deep into this hole of not being sexually active that even thinking about trying or or going back into it, it's so daunting and so ridden with anxiety for both of you. Um, And especially for him, if he feels like insecure about something or that he's not performing in some way, it's it's hard to be turned on and to want to be sexually active when you're anxious about that kind of stuff and when it's when you're in your own head in that way. And it's a complicated situation because a lot of people end up feeling like this, especially after a long relationship and, and dating when you're really young and being very sexually active with each other and that kind of cools off after a while. 
it could feel very different and very scary. Um, I think I th I think maybe just try to get more details on exactly what it is. I, I know that yeah. that's the crux of this is like we're trying to figure out <laughs> what, but um, I don't think reading stuff online and reading things that it could possibly be would help out a whole lot. Um, because you're just open up, you're opening up a, a can of worms here. Like you know, it could be stress or anxiety or ED or depression. I think or you cancer. all just need. I, I think you all just need to have a have a serious sit down talk and say like, okay, you said it hasn't been good for you, but what exactly does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think another thing. Um, I have a friend who, and I didn't even really ever consider this. Um, but I have a friend who's actually like she's going to school to be a uh, a sex therapist. Like that's what she wants to do and there's this whole world that like as i've been talking to her as she's like going you know going to grad school and all of this stuff and just realizing how many resources there are out there and there's like there's people out there who are specifically trained to like help with these kind of issues and um you know be able to like talk things these things out and uh you know someone that can be trusted and like actually knows what they're talking about and uh I think that's that's a great option, I think, too. We always recommend therapy, and there's all sorts of different therapies, and sex therapy is just one of them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys all fucking hit the nail on the head with this one. Yeah, part of her question Crushed said, it. any idea where his head's at? I, I will say, don't get into a, a spiral of thinking that it has necessarily something to do with you. Uh, I know, especially in a lot of relationships where the male is less sexually interested than the female, a lot of women tend to think like, oh, is it me? He's not attracted to me. Um, does he not want to be sexually active with me? Like, what is it that I'm doing wrong? I, w I would just be weary of going down that hole Spiral. of things. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that, yeah. Cause that yeah. could really get to you. And, it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's something that you're doing. It's something that could be in his own head, like he mentions. Like, I, I just wouldn't get far down that path because that could be really detrimental to your own uh, self-esteem. Mental health, yeah. 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 Damn. Damn. Good luck. Communication. Communication. Tough. Yeah. God, Super I, can't, I can't wait to have sex, man. Yeah. But there's also there's also <laughs> nothing wrong things. like if if you guys are happy together. There's nothing wrong with like if, if you're not as sexually active and just being in a really good relationship in every other way. Like not every relationship has to be revolving around sex. And if yeah. that's not important to you, then that's okay. And that's the thing with the conversation with him, right? Is I think it's to drive home how good you say the relationship is and how happy you are. And again, that it's not like you're trying to knock boots every night. You just want it a couple times a month or whatever. Like that's what relationships are, right? Is it is figuring out what your partner needs and wants and then figuring out what you're capable of and compromise and switching back and forth that way. Let yeah. alone the fact that I'm is, you know, I'm getting into your head now, Anonymous, is that <laughs> if it's something where he doesn't want to actually have the active intercourse and sex with you, right? There's other ways he can help you and satisfy you. Yeah. Right. He could DJ yeah. you. Hey. He could DJ you. Wicca, not wicca, not wicca, DJ wicca, Khaled wicca. you. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. yeah. No, DJ Khaled do does not go down. <laughs> Dude, what does he say? DJ Khaled. Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> That's what I say after sex. Another. <laughs> I slam my drink down. Good old 12 times Dunkelman over hey, here. It's 11. Let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're all facing a lot of uncertainty right now, but if we face it together, we'll make it through. While we have to stay physically apart, it's more important than ever to stay close to one another. So reach out to friends and family, send a quick text, or pick up the phone. We want to remind you that if you do need support, you could reach out to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization to get support for yourself and learn how to support others too, which is so important. Visit NAMI.org or call 1-800-950-NAMI, which is 6264. That's 1-800-950-6264. You are not alone. Um, so uh, this kind of leads us into our next question. This is for all of you guys. Um, I would like to know if you're comfortable talking about it. What is your biggest insecurity? There are so biggest many. So many. What do you I, got for me, Andy? Where do we start? I mean, I think I think it's like I need professional help. <laughs> like <laughs> like <laughs> when I when I think about all the things that I stress out about and and overthink and I stay up all night thinking about dumb shit that shouldn't worry me. Um I think uh, like physical insecurities, it's like uh, I'm too short. I I've been gaining weight. Uh, I've I need to work out more. 
uh, I'm losing my hair. Forhims.com helps stop that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's just, uh, I don't know, when it comes to like, there's physical stuff with me, there is definitely emotional stuff. Like, I feel like I am the type to, uh, if I get, I, I'm really, really bad at reading signs, first off, like terrible at reading signs. And that's an insecurity that I have. And then there are some times where if I read a sign too much, then I'm all in and suddenly it's like, oh, I misread that shit. So oh. it's it's just, it's this constant thinking game in my head where I just need to sort of chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know, mm. like I just, <laughs> yeah, it's very I just relatable. <laughs> my brain is just a million miles an hour all the time. And I, I need to learn to, to sort of compartmentalize what really matters. Um, mm. And and unfortunately, I haven't really figured that out yet. <laughs> Do you find that that often bites you in the ass? Like overthinking oh, yeah. things or, or reading into things wrong? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a, anytime I see any sort of viral tweet that goes out about, hey, this is what anxiety is, this is what depression is. It's like, oh, fuck, that's like, yeah, I, that, that, I do do those things. I'm and not every that that, tweet. <laughs> and not, not, that, not that those are like obviously clinical uh, tweets coming from doctors and, and psychiatrists and people that know what they're doing. But uh, yeah, there are it, it absolutely will bite me back in the ass where there are good friends that I have that if they don't respond to my text, I'm like, fuck, did I say something wrong? Let me... Did I piss them off recently? I, I got to rethink. Maybe I got, fuck, they're mad at me, dude. That's what it is. They've got to be pissed off at me. And then the next day, they're like, oh, sorry, dude. Oh, my bad. And I didn't see your text. And it's like, God, why do I Why do I do that? You know? I don't know. Do you also get FOMO a lot? Is that something that you experience? Uh, I'm totally cool just chilling in my house. Okay. Because I feel like that's th those almost <laughs> go hand in hand for a lot of people I've heard of just like overthinking things and then seeing people do stuff together and, and then overthinking that situation of just like, why wouldn't they invite me? Is it because of this? Is it because I did this or said that? So I, I, just I fully, I'm you. full, fully aware that I often don't get invited places because I often decline those invitations <laughs> and, it, and it does get to the point where it's like, well, you wouldn't have come anyway, you know, but I, and I sort of start to become Nick Scarpino where it's like, I just want to be invited. <laughs> you <just> want <laughs> you, know? you want to be able to say no to going. Out. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you on if you search Andy's name on uh, well Giphy but on Twitter gifts one, one of the first ones that pops up is him is put me down as a strong maybe <laughs> whenever you invite Andy anywhere you know he probably won't come but you want Andy to come so you invite him all the same. If that's not the most accurate thing I've heard in 2020, right? Although right. 2020 I guess it's uh, put me down as a strong no I guess because nothing's happening. Yeah, <laughs> can't go. What about you, Greg? Insecurities, um. I, I mean, I always go back to my teeth. I've never liked my teeth. Uh, like I did, I had the mistake, uh, you know, in high school, my, I got put in braces, like right as uh, it was like, a, a, you know, that formative year, freshman year of like, I got put in braces. And as soon as I left, uh, or when I when I was done with the braces, they gave you the retainers. And I was like, fuck you, I'm never wearing retainers. So my teeth <laughs> moved around. It was like a waste of my time to begin with. And I've done Invisalign since, but this guy's always moving, always mm. moving backwards. So I have to still wear the Invisalign like retainer things. But even then it's like, I thought Invisalign was going to fix everything, and I got to the point where they're like, all right, we're done. I'm like, well, what about this? They're like, oh, you have to pull that tooth or put it in a veneer. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking goddamn. Have you, yeah, have you thought and about veneers? No, because I don't care that much. Okay. It's I, At this point, the buck teeth, like, like I don't mind the buck teeth in the front, right? It's more just that one guy moving around and bumping into everything else. That's son uh, of a bitch, huh? it, And it's such a thing of, like, back to this question uh, with Anonymous, right, where... The, it's all... She didn't know anything was wrong, and it's all in her boyfriend's head kind of thing, right? It is such a me thing that... I've, I get made fun of for a lot of things on the internet and people hate me for a lot of reasons on the internet. It's rare that somebody's like, this guy's teeth suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not that that's held me back in a successful way at all. Just it's a, just so my thing. It's, you know, it's, it's my insecurity that I carry. Yeah. Yeah. I love your teeth for what it's worth. I know that. Thank you very much, Barm. I'll send them to you later. And anytime I... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the stare oh, wow. at the camera made it so much worse. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> when you get a tooth, you'll know it's me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Just a single tooth. What about you guys? Um, I um, I'd actually, I don't think I've ever really talked about this on Always Open, but I've had a pretty bad insecurity ever since I hit puberty, which is like around 11 years old, 11, 12. Um, I have a condition called hyperhidrosis that some of you may know about, some of you don't. I literally didn't tell anybody except my family um, up until I was 16 and then I told my first boyfriend about it and no one else knew about it until like 
my late 20s because I was so embarrassed about it. I would never talk to anybody about it. But it's essentially a condition that you um, can get. It affects 1% of Americans uh, where... How many Canadians, though? I don't know. Not as many, (laughs) apparently. Good question, Because I never met a single person that had it as well when I was growing up, which made it even harder to deal with. But it's essentially a condition where the sweat glands on your body in certain areas are just overactive. And they're constantly going, they're constantly um, sweating. Sweating. Yeah. Um, And it it affects people in different areas. Some people, it's their face. Some people, it's their underarms. Some people's hands, feet, back, legs, stomach, like randomly wherever. For me, it's the worst in my hands, um, which makes meeting people really fun uh, because you have to like shake hands and do all that fun stuff. Not Um, anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I love quarantine. Did for you that start reason. COVID to get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, but it's something like especially growing up and having to interact with people, whether it's like even playing on the playground, playing Red Rover uh, or taking mm. uh, drama classes and having to do scenes where you touch people or touch each other's hands or dating. Uh, it's really difficult to explain because it's very unknown to a lot of people. Not a lot of people know it exists. And then just the social... A connotation to being sweaty means you're nervous or dirty, um, which aren't the case. Like, I, I'll just be sitting in my bed looking at my phone and my hands will be sweaty. Like, it's it has nothing to do with the situation. It's just they're constantly sweating. Uh, so I don't talk about it much, but it's something that has made me insecure and um, really bummed out and upset for a lot of my life. But luckily... Uh, we're in this situation now, so I don't have to do anything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I've also been very lucky to have partners that have been very understanding and um, very supportive of it too. But it just, it's very hard to explain. Like there's a lot of times when I, I meet people for the first time and shake their hand and, you know, some people don't say anything or some people will like kind of like look down and be like, ooh. And then I've had people be straight up, ugh, what's on your hand? <laughs> which is really yeah. fun to try which to explain. Really, yeah, which really drives it home, drives the the stake in. I think my brother yeah. has got to have that and just hasn't ever like talked to a doctor about it because, good Lord, every time we'd pass that that controller over, that yep. PS1 controller, <laughs> that Super Nintendo controller, I would feel, and I just always thought that was just, uh, he was nervous or he was, you what know. What an intense gamer. An intense yeah. gamer, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. got to be that, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to explain too because as you say, like, you would get that control and be like, ew, gross. It's like covered in sweat. And it's like, that's been my life of just, I have no control over it. And I've, I've literally tried everything. Um, medication, I've gotten mm. Botox injected in my hands. Like I've tried everything except surgery. And the reason I don't want to do this, the surgery is because it can no have a, an effect. No <laughs> I was literally just looking at <laughs> Barbara, no hands. No hands. I'll just cut off my hands. Uh, there's a surgery to get your uh, sweat gland. like uh, It's like a, a thing on your arm that they snip. Ew, it's like a, no. a nerve that they snip. Mm. And uh, some people, I think it's like 60 to 75% of people get compensatory sweating, which means a different part of their body starts sweating just as much. Yeah. Wow. Like like your back or your forehead, um, which I was like, I'd rather keep the hands than have my yeah. back be the devil you knew or no, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we've talked we've uh, you you and I have talked about it before because I remember in London, right? Yeah, after RTX London, we had a conversation when we went out for drinks about it because I was complaining about how I sweat through my armpits all the time. Now. Yeah. And it was that thing of like for years everything was fine, and then just one day it was like, no, I'm done with this. And I've I had been experimenting with like it seemed like putting on deodorant made it worse in the morning. So doing this every time, and I've I've talked about it on shows and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm probably yeah I'm sweaty right now. And it's that thing where people have been like, oh man, well what about this thing called certain dry? And I'm like. I respect that you're trying to help. Yes, I've tried everything, <laughs> everything. in the Walgreens aisle. And yeah. it's funny. Well, it's not funny. I get Well, it's in the grand scheme of pandemic jokes. It's funny that <laughs> it's honestly like that. I, I had like at the start of this pandemic, kind of that castaway moment where in this, uh, this I'm testing your knowledge of the Tan- Tom Hanks movie castaway. Try but it. if you remember, he had a toothache and he was going to go see the doctor like two days later. And then yep. he got stuck on the island. And he had to deal with it himself. Yep. yep. It was the same thing where like the week after the shelter in place order was given i had a doctor's appointment to go actually be like what the fuck like you know go to a dermatologist and try to figure it out and like this happened it's just been like well 
ride it out longer. But even when I talk about it, people are the same way of like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you could Botox it, but then there's a chance that, yeah, it would go somewhere else. It's it also out your hands like the that. Botox stuff also is temporary. I think it lasts a couple months, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of people I know, actually, I think the underarm uh, hyperhidrosis is the most common. I'm sure there's plenty of people listening who are just like, I got sweaty pits. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of treatments, actually, for the underarms that work pretty well. But yeah, having it on your hands is just so inconvenient. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> So that's my biggest insecurity. It has been ever since I was 11 and I don't talk about it a lot. So felt comfortable sharing it with you guys and uh, the hundreds of thousands of people who watch our content. So yay. Now don't be dicks, People should come everyone. to YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we love you, Barbara, and I won't beat anyone's ass who says anything. Well, this, I mean, this is literally what we're talking about with the anonymous question, right? Of like, I think once you... Your, any skeleton you have in the closet that you think is a big deal, you reveal to your partners, your friends, the world. Like, once it's out there, it's who cares? Like, it just doesn't matter, right? And then it's I'd also bar- a matter of like, I've I've met people and like not shaking their hand before, or like offer mm. a fist bump instead. And I'm always just like, am I coming off as like unfriendly or a bitch? Or are people like, and I also like avoid introducing myself to people sometimes at like parties or whatever it is because I I'm like I don't want to have to shake their hand I know I'm gonna have to shake their hand so I just like won't introduce myself yeah, and it's sure. like you just they kiss might kiss everybody's like, hand <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll bow to you instead so that's <laughs> why you you're flip me gloves. off every time <laughs> yeah <laughs> Makes sense. but that. then like it's a thing of them when they think they might be doing something wrong if I'm being unfriendly towards them you know like why would yeah. why is she not introducing herself to me like what's going on. It's like, but I also think that that's just your brain kind of being annoying. Like, I, of course, it's it's just the constant overthinking thing, you know. Like you, yeah. you worry about something, and the other person just doesn't even care. The other person has no, didn't even re- recognize or realize anything bad that was happening. It's just all kind of in your head. Yep, exactly. Other person's over there, like, why can't I get an erection? <laughs> <laughs> not at all thinking about Barbara not shaking their hand. <laughs> How about you, something else. <laughs> um, I actually don't have any insecurities. Um, Perfect. And I'm really sad for all you sad people. <laughs> 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 it's, it's so tough. What's it like? Oh, <laughs> um, oh God, where to begin? Um, I think, I like, more recently, I think I've been dealing with something that's kind of a mix, I think, of, an, like, anxiety uh, or insecurity brought on just by this time in our lives that like has always kind of been in the fo- in like the background of my head but I think this has kind of brought it more to the forefront and just thinking of like all the things that I want to accomplish in my life and feeling like I will probably never get there mm. <laughs> um like especially right now um like thinking about wanting to have children right like I, I definitely want kids like I know for sure but now I'm like is that ever going to be a thing? Like, am I even going to be able to afford it? Like, should I think about bringing kids into this crazy ass world? Like, you know, there's all sorts of things that have kind of like built up in my head because of that. And just like all the things that I, I feel like I um, want to succeed in my life that I just like, am am just feeling like I'm never going to be prepared enough for, or I'm never going to be like, um successful enough for i think that's like also a big thing is just like success in my mind i don't know what i have this like vision of success that i just feel like i'm never it's completely unattainable and so i'm just Mm. like you know just always feeling insecure about that that i'm never gonna like you know be as good as my peer it's it's a lot of imposter syndrome too i think yeah um and i think just another thing lately is that like i have been you know like i think we're all kind of feeling the throes of it is like like Andy said, gaining weight, like not eating great, like, you know, doing things that like I was in a really good routine before all of this started and then having that all of go all go away and then just feeling like, well, fuck all this progress that I've made. And I mean, yep. and as much as I try and, you know, be active and whatnot outside of um, like, you know, I, I do a couple walks slash runs a week with my dog and all of this stuff, but it's it's still feeling not like not the same as yeah. actually being in a gym, but I will not. Even if they open up, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they are talking about like reopening some gyms. Oh, in some yeah. No, I mean, too. my gym has already been like, oh, like you can sign up for time to come. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I, I, for, to me, it's, it's better for me to just like stay home and feel better about staying home than like ever leave my house. It's again. also like, you never know what, if you, God forbid, did get 
the virus. Like, you don't know how it's going to affect you. And, like, right. that's the scariest part of this. It's like, I'm not going to risk this potentially killing me. Yeah. Um, even though we're young. Swollen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally feel that, Mario. It was like, I, I had a routine going. I, I'd finally started consistently going to the gym three to four times a week and feeling really good and seeing change and feeling better, like not yeah. just not just a, a, a physical uh, looking change and seeing myself in the mirror and noticing that I was losing weight, but feeling healthier and and all of that is just it's just gone now. And I know that's like, uh, you know, woe is me. There's plenty of other right. bigger things happening, but I totally feel that where I've I started feeling great and then uh, I can't do that now and and I can go run and stuff, but it's just it I finding a new routine is is part of this next sort of step is like okay you can't do that anymore Andy what's the next step you know and and actually stick to it you know yeah yeah I think I just I find comfort in the fact that I have a really really hot girlfriend who loves me for my shining personality so perfect <laughs> perfect <laughs> um but yeah I mean I just I this it's just opened up a lot of, of thinking for me and also kind of thinking about like, all right, like where do I want my life to go? Like, what am I doing now? That's, I felt like, I feel like before all of this happened, this pandemic happened, I had a clear view of like my next steps and like where I wanted to grow and like in personal, you know, life and like work life. And then all of that just like came crashing down. And I had so many plans put in place that I'm now just like, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know if anything's going to happen, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you know if I'm going to live tomorrow. Like, what, a lot is, of uncertainty. what is certain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And that's, yeah, I think affecting everyone's mindset in terms of everything in their life. Yeah. Like, I, I we were talking about this earlier, too. Like, you know, Trevor and I have talked about marriage and, and wanting to get married. And I think about, like, even if we were to get engaged in the next couple months or whatever it is, how are we going to have a wedding? Uh, are we even going to be able to schedule a wedding with everybody who's had to delay their own during this year? Uh, are we going to have to get married on a Tuesday afternoons, like in at the Rooster Teeth Studios? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our own uh, Barrett, who who works for us, he he had to delay everything. It 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 was all set to sort of happen this year, and it's all sort of on an indefinite hold, I believe. And so, yeah, it's it's crazy when you think about like obviously there's there you think about the main stuff, right? You think about like the big corporations, you think about people's health, but then there's all these smaller pockets of things that are also being affected that kind of, that, that you think to yourself, oh yeah, what do those people do now? You know, like it's, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a little insane. Yeah. But um, despite all of our insecurities, I think you all are wonderful people and you're beautiful and talented and fabulous and have wonderful teeth. Thank so. you, Barb. <laughs> Appreciate it. And I'll we touch all of you guys because I love you. <laughs> Sweaty hands. Good. We want them. Uh, yeah, so just, re just reach out. Just reach just re out. Reach out. Reach out and touch. There it is. Touch there it is. Me. me sweaty hand. Um, <laughs> so before we close out, we we're doing something new now on Always Open since we're all stuck at home. Um, we would love for you guys to recommend one thing to the audience, whether it's a movie, Ooh. book, TV show, podcast, whatever it is. Just one recommendation for, for everybody before we close out. Uh, I just watched the half of it the other night on Netflix. Uh, new movie, and it's awesome. It's so good. It was, it's, uh, it's a, I, I want, it's a drama, it's a romantic drama teen thing of this, uh, you know, girl in high school, this guy in high school, and another girl in high school, and uh, the, so the guy basically hires the girl to write it's you know it, it you see where this is going write letters to this other girl for him that he likes but she likes the other girl too so it's like this this uh, love triangle going on with the one girl who's the object of their affection not knowing uh, who's actually talking to her Ooh. and it's incredibly well done and i really really loved it yeah it's amazing it's such a good wonderful um a couple of weeks ago i finished up uh devs which is a sci-fi show on fx um it is a it is a 10 episode series uh directed and written by alex garland the guy who did uh um day uh, uh ex machina and he did um oh gosh i can't the one with natalie portman with the scary monster it's a very scary movie um annihilation oh, annihilation. annihilation yeah annihilation yeah so uh <laughs> It's a it's a Black story Swan. that takes it's a story that takes place in uh, <laughs> it takes place in San Francisco, and it is a sort of dealing with this big sort of Google like company, and the actor who plays Ron Swanson 
is sort of like the Zuckerberg of this company, the Steve Jobs of this company, the visionary sort of hippie. And uh, and it's a very mind fucky sci-fi that it, it's really, really cerebral. And it, uh, it episodes will annual deke like, whoa, this is crazy. Like it's it's exactly my type of shit. So if you're into really uh, good mind fuck sort of stuff, I absolutely recommend devs on FX. And I it's on okay. Hulu. It's FX on Hulu or whatever the hell. Gotcha. Devs, D-E-V-S. D-E-V-S. Okay, so I don't know if you noticed, but as soon as you said devs, I thought you said devs and my face lit up because I was like, holy shit, and fucking Andy's over here and watching another game movie just like Greg because... <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that? I, it's I called Devs and it's terrible, but it's um, a... I just Googled it. I, like, 2004 it up. movie? It's 2004 action <laughs> comedy film and it's basically... Um, this this these like teenage crime fighters that like dress in schoolgirl outfits um are like fighting this villain who is Jordana or Jordana Brewster from uh Fast oh. and Furious ah. and and one of the one of the t- teenage crime fighters falls in love with the evil villain and they're both women and I honestly thought that took your really go off and I was just like this is so niche I want to see this now wow. <laughs> It's not good. It's not a good movie. But, you know, there you go. Don't watch it. That's what yeah. I don't recommend this week. Yeah. You don't recommend Debs. Um, oh, God. I have been watching The Blacklist religiously lately, but that's not what I'm going to recommend. My recommendation is um, on – it is a book. It is also a limited series on Netflix called Salt, Acid, Fat, Heat. If you're looking to get into qu- cooking during quarantine – uh, and you just want to know more about the elements of cooking, how to put a good meal together. It is so good. Um, Samin, the woman in it, is just like it's 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 just so nice because I feel like a lot of uh, like cooking TV um, is just like white men being like, look at this thing, which is not a bad thing. But it's really nice to see this. Uh, this woman, I'm not exactly, I can't remember, I think she's from Iraq. Each each episode um, has its own dedicated thing, like one episode is salt, right? One episode is fat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Where is she from? Um, <laughs> she is... I've heard of that before, too. There's not like Here, while you looked it up. Yeah, oh, she's from, yeah, she's from Iran. So she and she's just like this woman who's just like enjoying her life. She's a great cook and she's just like fucking living her life and it's amazing and it's so good. Uh, I've watched it multiple, multiple times. I like to put it on in the background and and whatnot. So that's what my recommendation is. Love it. Um, my I I'm gonna recommend two things because I forget if I recommended this last week because I like it so much. Um, on Netflix, three part series called Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Have any of you seen this yet? I have not. Yeah. No, but I've been seeing tons of people recommend it. The second you're done this podcast, go watch it. It is uh, (laughs) Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz, um, also known as uh, the guy from Silicon Valley. And um, God, what's his face in Parks and Rec? She's the worst. (laughs) Yes, uh, uh, John Ralphio. John Ralphio. Ralphio. Yeah, that's the one. Um, It's them two. And they basically just do an entire um, improv, hour of improv based off uh, someone from the audience's story. And it is the funniest content I've seen in a very long time. Um, there's three episodes. It's great. <laughs> if I did recommend that last week, my second recommend recommendation is Onward, a new Pixar oh. film, ah. which is fantastic. It is so beautiful and heartwarming and happy and sad. And just it, it's, it pulls up the heartstrings in all the right ways. And I think it's a really beautiful film to cuddle up with your loved ones at home and just enjoy. It's a feel good, feel good movie. I need a good cry. I'll watch it. It'll give you one. Yeah. Maybe Debs would though too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out that Debs uh the tagline on the poster is they're crime fighting hotties with killer bodies. <laughs> no, yeah, oh no. Yeah. Debs 2004. No. That makes me want to watch it more. <laughs> oh, also also watch Dave on FX as well. Uh Dave, yeah. Dave oh yeah, is I've heard about very, that. very good. I'm sure people have been recommending that, but yeah, it's a very very good show. I finished it as well the other day and uh it's one of those where um, it reminded me of watching, um, oh gosh, who's that stand-up comedian, the guy with the blonde, Bo Burnham, uh, hit one of his stand-ups that he did, his newest one, I believe, um, where you finish watching something and you think, man, I will never be that creative. Like that is, I am jealous that I couldn't be a part of this sort of production. And that's how I felt 
with the uh, the final two episodes of Dave. Yeah, it's mm. very very good. Yeah, Dave, we'll have to check that one out too. And uh, lastly, the last thing to check out is these guys over at Kind of Funny. Uh, all their videos and podcasts that they're doing are fantastic. So go check them out. Uh, and one last time, where could they find you guys? Kindoffunny.com, youtube.com slash kindoffunny and youtube.com slash games. all the content in one place. There it is. Oh, Beautiful. Yes. Andy, Greg, Meryl, as always, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, we still are doing a post show with you guys. So if you're not a first member, make sure you sign up so you could go head over to rishti.com and check that out. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me this week. And everybody watching, we love you. And don't forget to submit your questions to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. We will see you next week for another episode. We love you. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.